You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us for another special weekend edition of the show as we continue our player countdown series. Number 67 as we are 67 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the football season up at Rice Eccles Stadium. We'll find out who the best Cougar to wear that respective number is on today's podcast. We'll also talk about a new addition to the BYU basketball roster as a walk-on from Westminster College up in Salt Lake City. So a lot to get to on a special weekend edition of the show. Without further ado, let's get to it here. Special weekend edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast begins right now. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to join us on a special weekend edition of the podcast. Reminder for you guys that this podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be downloaded. Make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a bevy of other podcast hosting sites. We are available on every single one of them. And a big thank you in advance for your continued support of the podcast. Let's start off today with another addition to the BYU basketball roster for the upcoming season. And that is Westminster guard Brandon War. He joins BYU as a transfer who only has one season of eligibility remaining. He's a guard out of Highland High School in Utah, six foot five, two hundred and ten pounds. So great size for his position. But he is actually transferring to play one year of Division One ball. And according to transfer rules, he'll have to sit out this upcoming season, barring him getting a petition or a waiver from the NCAA. So he is not expected to contribute to BYU until the 2021-2022 season if he doesn't get that waiver. Regardless, he's a good player. There's no doubt about it. And as a walk-on, he's a welcome addition, I think, to the BYU basketball roster. Like I said, pretty stellar size for what he brings to BYU was an all-conference selection uh, during his time playing at uh, Westminster. And Westminster's actually got a pretty good basketball program up there in Salt Lake City. So I look at it as, okay, yeah, this is a low-risk, potential high-reward addition. Uh, he was a three-year starter, all-league player in the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, the RMAC, as you might know it. Averaged 15 points and nine rebounds per game last season. So he's a guy who's actually more than capable of holding his own on the interior, not afraid to rebound. Also, we'll put a caveat in that this was at the Division II level that Westminster competes at. Regardless, though, I think he adds a, another element to BYU's roster. Like I said, unless he gets an NCAA waiver for this upcoming season, he's expected to sit out this upcoming year and then play his senior season for BYU in 2021-22. I think the roster for BYU right now, if he were to be eligible right away, be hard-pressed to find time for him. He's obviously got the goal to play Division One basketball and show that what he showed at the Division Two level is more than capable of trans translating to the Division One level, and we'll see what happens with it. But I think it's a low-risk, potential high-reward option for BYU to have on the roster. It doesn't take up uh, one of those scholarships that are so precious for BYU. Basketball is not necessarily as hard-pressed as the BYU football program for scholarships just because there's lower numbers, and usually you have an idea of, okay, which guys are coming in much easier than what BYU football is dealing with, where it seems like, what, 40 guys turn over every year on the roster with missions, etc. 
Still not an easy thing to balance, but as a walk-on coming to the BYU basketball program, I think he adds a lot of good elements for BYU. A couple other walk-ons joining the BYU program this year include Townsend Triple, a guy we've talked about in the past. He's a six foot eight forward from Idaho. His first team All-State shot 42% from three as a high school senior. And also Cameron Pearson comes back to BYU, expected to return to BYU as a walk-on after playing in 13 games a year ago. And we will find out. Jesse Wade. Uh, he is expected to walk on this year to free up a scholarship that BYU used for Brandon Averett. He's obviously had those knee issues that have precluded his career from ever taking off to this point. A lot of talk about him hiking the Y to strengthen that knee, and apparently it's paid off in dividends. But here's the thing. Until he proves he can get on the court, be consistent on the court, and not have recurring issues... You're not going to count on him. So I think that having Jesse Wade, a former Mr. Basketball in the state of Utah, a guy who has high-level ability when healthy as a walk-on, that's a great addition for the BYU basketball team. So there's four walk-ons right there that are very valuable additions to the BYU basketball program. Obviously, guys are going to have to come in and fight and scratch and claw and do everything they can do to earn time on the court. But the nice thing about this is, is these guys are willing to pay their way to play for a program that Mark Pope has built up. And that should be a, a, a badge of honor, I guess I should say, for Mark Pope. And I think it's going to pay dividends down the road. I think if walk-ons, similar to BYU football, these walk-ons can come in and prove, hey, we're better than a guy on scholarship. I can guarantee you the BYU uh, basketball program, much like Kalani Satake's program, will reward them with a scholarship. But you first have to get there and prove you're more than capable and more than worthy of that scholarship. So another strong addition for BYU with Brandon Ward joining the team. Like I said, expected to sit out this upcoming season, barring him getting a waiver from the NCAA, and then he'll be a senior for BYU when he finally gets on the court. And I I really do think this is a solid addition. Like I said, great size for his position, shows the ability to both rebound, defend, and also score score the basketball. I think this is a solid addition to an already solid roster for BYU basketball. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll switch gears, talk some BYU football. We need to get to our player countdown series. Number 67, the best Cougar to wear that number in BYU history. We'll get to it here in just a minute. Before we do that, though, reminder for you guys that this podcast is only possible because of your guys' support of the show. I I can't thank you guys enough for your tuning in every day. I have multiple people who tell me that this is something they don't miss every day. And regardless of whenever you listen to it, if you're a guy that listens to it at the end of a week, you catch up on all five episodes, you listen every day. I want to thank you guys. It's a blast to be with you each and every day, but I do have a request that you share this with three or four of your friends, whether it's on social media, word of mouth, we need you guys to continue to help us build this audience. We've seen incredible numbers despite the downturn without sports going on amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. But I want to encourage you guys to continue to share this with your family and friends. Feel free to shout us on social media. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Look us up at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is Jacob C. Hatch. Anything you guys can do to help build this audience and share it with other BYU fans is much appreciated. And I can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, guys, let's get to the best Cougar to wear the number 67 in BYU history. A tease for tomorrow real quick, though, before we do that. Tomorrow, we have our first non-BYU football player to make the finalist list. And it may not be a sport that you would recognize, but the athlete who is on the list 
is head and shoulders above many other athletes at, in many other sports at BYU for what she did in her BYU career. You heard me say she. A little tease for tomorrow. Going to be fun. BYU softball legend makes the finalist list. And you can go to Locked On Cougars on Twitter right now and vote on that poll as well as every other poll we've done so far and those going forward for these uh, fan votes on the 2020 player countdown. Today we honor the best player with the number 67 in BYU history. Another solid list of BYU finalists, BYU legends on this list. Uh, Gary Pay, an all-conference center for BYU during the era of Bronco, uh, not Bronco Mendenhall, Ty Detmer. Where did Bronco Mendenhall come from? Apologies. Uh, Ty Detmer's era. His son Connor Pay coming back from a mission this coming season. Should be joining the BYU football program in January. Expected to be a pretty good lineman following in his father's footsteps. Sid Frazier, a good player for BYU in his own right. Also on this finalist list, a linebacker, Larry Carr, also here. And then also Roger Dupay. And Roger Dupay, that name may sound familiar. For those of you who are fans of Utah high school football, he is one in the same. The Roger Dupay who led Skyline to what? A decade and a half's worth of dominance, maybe two decades worth of dominance, running that triple option offense up there with the Skyline Eagles. It was the era I grew up in, and they were absolutely dominant. And it was a fun team to watch. A lot of good talent that went through Skyline. And Roger Dupay may not have remembered it, actually played at BYU and with Eldon Forti in the early 1960s, one of the first two, well, him and Eldon Forti were two of the very first, if not the first, all-conference selections for BYU football in their history. So a standout offensive lineman, speaking of Roger Dupay, and the voting on this was very close, one of the closest votes we've had to date. And I think that's a credit to the solid nature of all the different finalists on this list. Uh, minutes before we close out on voting here, Roger Dupay with 32.9% to take the fan vote. Gary Pay coming in second place with 24.1%. Sid Frazier, 22.8%. And Larry Carr, 20.3%. So everybody got at least 20% of the vote in this. And it's a credit to how good of a group of players this was. But Roger Dupay, I have a hard time disagreeing with the fan vote on this one because Dupay, like I said, when you become one of the first two all-conference selections for BYU football back in 1962 and you led the way for Eldon Forte, just one of the all-time legends in BYU history, hard to take that away from you. And I really liked what Roger Dupay went on to do in life, obviously uh, being a guy who built a high school dynasty at Skyline, ran that triple option offense, and you can tell he took his time at BYU as an offensive lineman seriously because when he was a coach at Skyline, their offensive lines and just the team as a whole was so disciplined. It was absolutely masterful to watch them do what they did. So Roger Dupay, the best BYU football player to have worn the number 67 in program history, and I don't think I have a hard time disagreeing with you guys on that list. The number 67 currently for BYU is Brady Christensen, and I think Brady could end up as the greatest player to wear the number 67. A guy who was actually pretty lightly thought of uh, addition to the BYU recruiting class before his mission was a six foot four, 250 pound offensive lineman out of Bountiful High School. And I'll admit, when I heard him sign, I'm like, okay, this is another kid. They're trying to fill a roster spot. We'll see what he does. Then he comes home from his mission, and all of a sudden I just start hearing rumblings and rumblings of a Brady Christensen, man. He could be the starting left tackle for BYU as a freshman, and that's what he's done. He's been 
utterly masterful at that left tackle spot for BYU. Elite, and I, I mean this sincerely, an elite pass protector and a very much improved run blocker. And he is going to make money at the NFL. I could see it where he may have to switch over to the right tackle spot at the NFL to find his perfect spot at the next level. But I'm telling you guys, Brady Christensen is an all-time lineman at BYU. And you may not recognize it because offensive linemen do toil and anonymity playing out there. A lot of times fans are watching the ball. They're not watching what this offensive line does. But Brady Christensen has those sweet feet that you want to see from a tackle. He's got all the size you want, six foot five, 300 pounds, and just nimble. He could play tight end if he wanted to. He is that talented and that athletic, and it serves him well on the football field. So Brady Christensen very much could become the best player to have worn this number in BYU history. I'm expecting him to declare for the NFL draft after this upcoming season. Season, which would be his junior season. He'll leave a year of eligibility on the on the table. But I'm telling you guys, barring an injury, Brady Christensen is on his way to being one of the all-time legends in BYU history. And it's pretty incredible the meteoric rise he's had as a player coming from Bountiful, where it felt like he was a last-minute addition to the BYU recruiting uh, class that year, and now just has become a stalwart and a, just a, a rock at left tackle for BYU. And this offensive line for BYU is looking mighty talented going into 2020, and 67 days away, expecting to see Brady Christensen trying to lock down that blind side for Zach Wilson when BYU faces off against Utah. All right, so there you go. Brady Christensen and Roger Dupay leading the way at number 67 for BYU. Football is on its way. We all hope it is. Obviously, there's a lot to navigate with the COVID-19 pandemic. We all understand that. But we're looking forward and getting excited for the upcoming football season. and can't wait to see the Cougars back out on the field. All right, that's going to do it for another special bonus edition of the podcast on the weekend. Back tomorrow with a full edition tomorrow. We'll take a bigger look at BYU's roster in basketball now that it appears to be fully complete. Walk-ons, contributors, guys coming back versus newcomers. We'll do a deep dive on that. Also coming up this week, we'll continue on with our position preview series, our opponent preview series, and as always, our our player countdown as it gets ready for BYU football 66 days away tomorrow. So another full edition and a full week of BYU sports ahead on the podcast. And a big thank you to all of you for your continued support of the show, regardless of wherever you're listening in from. Hope you guys have all had a great weekend. Whenever you hear this, we'll be back with you guys again tomorrow. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 28th, 2020. See you in the morning.